Um, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about where we're going and what we're doing here. I, I think this, this podium can't be here. I, I, I think I'm going to want that over here, if we could do that. Um, so maybe when we, we'll just, before we get going here, I think we'll just do that. And uh, Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it, man. All right, good. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not going to work. New siree. I'll feel like I got a fig leaf going on here. Can you get rid of that for me? I appreciate that. Sorry, man. That's just not what we needed. It's heavier than you think, isn't it? Okay, good. All right. Now, I think if I have that there and, you know, I, I, um, I told you I didn't need a sword, but I actually probably am going to need a sword when we talk through this. Um, I'm sorry. Can we get a, a sword if that's all right? Um, oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, sorry. Man. We've just been doing too many of these. I haven't been thinking this thing through over here. Um, thanks so much. All right, good. I think. Yeah, that, that's probably closer to what I was thinking about all along, yeah. Um, in fact, that's the issue, isn't it? Change is ahead. The reality is that somewhere along the line, guys, if you're going to do anything as a knight, you're going to have to make changes. And what you think has been established, the way you want it to be established, might not be where you need to go now. You might have to do something different. You might have to move something that's in the way, you might have to put something in a different location. You might have to get something you forgot. Guys, what we're about to do is you're about to f- figure out how to formulate your knighthood plan. How are you going to make changes? They are part of our lives, guys. But I'm not talking about changes happening to you. I'm actually now talking about how do you deliberately make a change in who you are. This, this trail is going to help you and I understand what are we going to do to make a huge difference in what we are next year. Now, it's going to be incremental. I mean, it's not that far from the podium from here to here. And putting the vase back there or getting the sword in, it's not that huge, but it's significant to where we want to be and how we want to do it. Somewhere along the line, guys, we have to think, how am I going to change? Now, what are the areas you're going to look at? You're going to look at areas, you're going to look at your sexuality, how you're doing in that area. You're going to look at, at things you do like habits, maybe food, exercise, maybe addictions, maybe relationships. You're going to start looking at your status, how you view money, how you, whatever it is, you're going to start looking through uh, the areas that we looked at last week and say, okay, what change am I going to make? We're going to do this. The Oracle wisely suggests that a number of coping strategies are developed for the transitions that are involved in the change. A knight can cope with change by giving himself permission to experience the very emotion, various emotions that are part of life. Guys, I want you to feel free to work through all the changes that you're going to have, figure out how to deliberately do them, and then have those changes take place. You're going to think like uh, uh, the great writer Tolstoy. I can never say that name, but Leo is what I'll call him. He's a guy that wrote War and Peace. I want you to know I've never read War and Peace. Any of you guys read War and Peace? Yeah, you need to get a life. My wife has read War and Peace. I, I, I do about... Uh, that's a 14,397 million page book. I, I do about the abridged edition and I can handle it. Amazing writer. He was a man who had tremendous insight into life. And he had something to help us understand, I think, what we're talking about when it comes to change. Here's a quote from him. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. Everyone thinks of changing the world around him. Guys, when I talk about changing your forest, it begins with changing you. So what we have to do is we come back and we understand that what used to be here is now over here. That's really what I want you to see next year. 
not that you've left the room, not that you left the state, but what used to be is now here. So what I was doing improperly, I'm now doing correctly. Now, we're, we're going to look at a couple things. We're, we're going to look at control. You have to learn to control your emotions if you're going to make some change. You're gonna, we're going to look, and it becomes really important that if we're going to make good changes, we're going to have to figure out what's our plan. We have to figure out how we're going to go about this step. What are the steps necessary to do this? So we're going to put all that together so that when you get done, you'll have a knighthood plan that'll move parts of your life from here to here. You have a knighthood plan that what was missing, the sword, is now here. That, that what was in the way is no longer in the way. I've removed it to a shadow of my life. When we get to those things going on, you'll be doing a knighthood plan pretty effectively. So here's what an oracle does under the area of just controlling your emotion. One, feels what is. You feel what is. You gotta feel what you're used to might not be what you need to keep doing. What feeling what is, is that idea of saying, I'm going to somehow or another um, go through whatever it is that I need to go through to get free from what was. The embarrassment of saying, ah, I set the set wrong. I, I should have done this. And now in the middle of your life, you have to kind of witness that set being changed in that one. The second thing you do in understanding this is choose which emotions to express. Choose which emotions to express. So, so once you feel what's going on, you got to say, okay, now, how do I feel about it? Well, I like it the way it was. So I have to be willing to say, you know what, I'm going to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm a little fearful of letting go of what was. Uh, what if I don't need the sword and I brought it on the set anyway? You're going to have to work through all of those things. Third thing, utilize his relationships to gain support. If you notice that the people around here know that if I'm going to start carrying set pieces around, something's going to get broken and fall over. I'm going to need people to come alongside and pick it up and move it. I'm going to need support of other guys. When you have other guys in support of you when, you, when you have that kind of relationship, it allows you, I think, the freedom to say, okay, what I'm feeling and what I'm doing, they're going to encourage me when I feel like I can't do this. Because here's, here's the problem. This is a pretty heavy item. And if, if you get halfway and you can't make the whole trip, man, you get so discouraged. Guys come along with support and say, here, I'll grab half and I'll move it with you. See, that's what takes place. When you and I say, I'm committed to change, no matter what. Look at the last one. Decides how to act on his emotions that he experiences. Decides how to act on his emotions that he experiences. Changes are ahead. I am going to take action. I'm going to do it. That's what a knighthood plan is. It isn't that I'm going to fail. It is that you're going to try. You may be successful. You may not be. But that's what we're going to try to do. Now, in order to do that, though, you have to stop denying your emotions. You ever seen the movie Casablanca? I know it's, it's, it's a chick flick. It really is a chick flick. It's actually my wife's favorite movie. If I want to have a romantic night with Lynn, I throw Ca Casablanca in, in black and white. Black and white. I didn't even know they made movies in black and white. So in Casablanca is a story about a guy named Rick who has Rick's bistro pub bar kind of thing in Casablanca. Rick's been hurt. Hurt greatly by a woman by the name of Elsa. As a result of that, He's learned to control his emotions. So when you go to this scene from Casablanca, it begins like this. He's in his place, in, his, in Rick's world. And you're watching him deal with one major decision after another. I mean, these are tough decisions. 
One guy wants to steal one of his employees. One guy wants to have an arrest take place inside of his establishment that night. One guy has allowed somebody to uh, gamble and make too much money from his back room, $20,000, whatever it is. And, and all these things are happening all at once around him. As they're happening, you watch him without emotion, just deal with it. Without emotion, he just sits there and he, and he says, you know what? Do this, do that, do this, do that. He makes all these decisions, but his emotions are dead. And as a result of that, his ability to change gets very, very tricky. You come out of that scene. I will tell you that the movie Casablanca is about Rick's change. That'll take place, that'll make a huge difference in who he is. When you understand that, then you're going to begin to say, what can we do with this? Uh, number two, Roman number two. Trusting what led him to success in the past, he believes that his, and then we're going to give you a series of things, and it's all about trusting in your core, guys. This is about trusting in your core. When you learn to trust your core, that your armor and your chainmail are doing what they're supposed to be doing, and your core is developing. So look at the first one. Manhood principles are solid. That is, manhood principles are solid. The 15 weeks we began Oracle with, these principles are solid. By the way, guys, don't limit your life to those 15 principles. There's more. You can be adding to them. Uh, I have principles throughout my life um, that are not necessarily included in the 15, but those are things that you're going to operate off, that you have solid principles. A man with solid principles will make good choices, therefore good changes. Look at the next one. Core soul must be uh, followed in order to find the meaning in life. In order to find meaning in your life, you're going to have to follow your core. Now, pull out my dog tags. By the way, this is, if you notice, the dog tags gone from the uh, greenish-yellow color to the blue. This is what you'll get this year when you graduate from Oracle if you're a third-year guy. If you graduate year one, you get that color. Graduate year two, you get the color of what I've been showing you uh, all we, uh, you know, as we've been going through this year together. Now we're getting a few weeks out. This is the one that I, I received along with so many of our guys when we graduated Oracle. So that's the one. Now in this, in this, and what's really powerful about this is if you follow your core, it means you make decisions using the whole core, whole core of who you are. You, got, you guys are going to make right changes. See, sometimes we make changes in our life that we weren't trying necessarily to make. We just made changes, and they were based off of faulty principles and, and not following our core. And those changes, not only do they not stick, they actually become damaging changes. So what if I needed the podium here, and I moved it over there? Or what if I, uh, if I really would have preferred that pot to remain right here? What if, uh, if once I made that change, what do I do? I'm sort of stuck with it, right? That's why you good principles, follow your core. It works better. Look at the number one, next one. Uh, my, uh, the mind's king can keep him focused on doing the right thing. The mind's king can keep him focused on doing the right thing. When you, if you notice, there are helmets that we have uh, that we use to kind of protect the part of the man that we would consider to be where his mind is. Um, mind has four parts, king, lover, warrior, friend, right? Your king is designed to keep you focused on doing the right thing. See, I want to make a change, but I want it to be the right change. I want it to be the correct change change. So guys, make sure you're in touch. In fact, in, in the next uh, week or two, we're going to spend some time really looking how to use your, your core well. It's going to be very important. Look at the next one. The body provides helpful uh, intuitions or gut level instincts. Your body, your body is designed um, to give you instincts. Now remember, you have a brain that feels, a brain that thinks, but you also have instincts and you have things that are genetic. Your instincts your gut level, you have to go with your intuitions. 
Sometimes when you walk out and you go, you know what, this doesn't need to be here. It needs to be there. It's sort of gut level. But know that your body, your instincts are not dominating you, but rather you're taking it and receiving it into the core, making a good choice as a result of it. So don't ignore your body. Your body will tell you when you're tired. Your body will tell you when you're moving too quick and you're making yourself uncomfortable. But you have to, at the same time, know that the whole core guides you. Look at the next one. Armor can protect him from doing, uh, during vulnerable times. Armor can protect him during vulnerable times. Now, don't ever abandon the armor. It's funny, when we were, when we were thinking about the set, one of the things I always wanted to be around on our set was this armor. Um, the armor reminds us that you need to be protected at different times in your life, especially when you have the courage to change something. Because change is always uncomfortable. It always is. And so as I'm changing it, um, let's say that somebody were to attack you in the middle by just saying something verbal about you'll never be able to do what you're trying to do. Armor buys you time. If it's from somebody you're close to, all of a sudden you go, whoa, whoa, add to the armor. If it's somebody that, that you don't know very well, your armor is already up. It buys you time to get through the lies. All right, so don't be afraid to trust in your core and the armor and the chainmail to guide you through it. Look at the next one. Optimistic uh, perspectives will provide energy for the new task ahead of him. Optimistic perspectives will provide energy for the new task ahead of him. You've got to believe that the chain change is good. That's why I want you to be very deliberate about putting your knighthood plan together. Don't just graduate by getting the project done. Say, what are the things I need to do to move it from here to here? And will it be better? Are we better off here? I, I want you to think continuously about the importance of change. You know why I want the, the podium to be here? Because if I put the podium here, it'll allow behind me a sign that says this entire time we're together, change, continue. You know, you know what's really interesting is we look at this, changes ahead all the time are sitting here and it's say, we're saying to it, hey guys, if you don't change, you're going to miss out on the strength of your nobility because you're going to get closer to your calling. See, it all kind of comes together. Let change, be, those changes that are ahead that's going to happen over the next year, let them come. Be deliberate. Set time goals in doing this, guys. It'll keep your energy focused. It'll help you to be able to believe that you can accomplish this. But give it time. Uh, I have mine uh, on certain dates. I want to hit it. And I, and I measure those dates based on what I know I have ahead of me so that I can realistically get there. Look at the next one. Previous growth guides his warrior in choosing when and how to fight. Previous growth will uh, guide his warrior choosing when and how to fight. The reason I wanted the sword brought in here was because I wanted you to remember that you're a warrior. We we, we spent last year, and some of you guys, this is your first year, so I understand that. We spent last year talking a lot about warrior. Whenever I think about warrior, I think sword. And when I think sword... I think, okay, what is it that a, a warrior needs to learn to do with this thing? I can do unbelievable damage with this thing. What if I make a change that destroys somebody else? See? A warrior is somebody who knows what battles to fight and how to fight them. Choosing where and when and how to fight is what this is about. So I want you to know that you're going to trust in your core. Trust in part of your core is your warrior. Warrior part of your mind. And we spent a lot of time training you to think in that way to say, okay, I know where the fights are. For example, 
My grandson does not need me to threaten him with a sword. My, my boys and I can have sword fights. My older, my older sons. My grandson, he might like the sword. It might be shiny. It might be cool. But he needs to see a whole other side of who I am. Warriors need to know how to use what, where, and when. We have weapons all the time, right, guys? How do you use them? How do you got them? So that we work on that. Look at the next one. Mind's lover should always uh, experience gratitude and acceptance. The mind's lover should always experience gratitude and acceptance. You see, guys, put the sword down when we think lover. Lover is in the area where if a person that I'm loving, remember we learned this year you can love a guy that you're holding you accountable differently than obviously the romantic love that you have for the one individual that you're with for your entire life. But what we do is we, we express gratitude and acceptance of that individual. It softens the world. If you were to just look at these candles over here, and if I were to bring down the lights of this set, it would soften the whole world, and these candles would just give off a glow. That's the lover side of us, guys, that allows us to soften it. We're, we're not soft by nature, guys. We're not soft. We don't do this by nature. And so what we need to do is learn that Somewhere along the line, guys, our lover has to come out. So when you're making changes, take into account your core. Do not ignore your core. King, lover, warrior, friend. Look at the next one. Spirit can seek God's guidance and comfort. The spirit can seek God's guidance and comfort. Uh, You're not going to understand this any more clearly than you are in two weeks when we do something about the core. But I want you to know that if your spirit's not alive, you will always sort of second-guess your changes doesn't mean your changes are wrong. But if your core is incomplete, it kind of gets really confusing. And in the nature of of being confusing like that, we're going to have to have an encounter with God that makes things clear. God has the perspective. He's the one who knows, right? He gets us there. There's a guy in your nightly news named Jacob. Jacob is an interesting guy. He is, uh, as I I think you remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about his father-in-law, Laban. Jacob is a deceiver. That's what his name is. He deceives his brother, steals his birthright, deceives his father, steals his his brother's blessing. Birthright blessing. Very important in the Jewish economy. In one trip, God meets Jacob and reveals himself to him as Jacob's running from one. And another trip, God wrestles with Jacob and speaks into his life. At the end of this encounter with God and, and his spirit coming alive, listen to this statement. Your name will no longer be Jacob. From now on, you will be called Israel. From now on, you will be called Israel. I'm going to give you a new name. Desired by God, chosen by God. I'm going to give you this name. You're no longer the deceiver. You're the chosen one. I think when we let the spirit come along, it changes our core character so the changes we make are consistent with nobility. So guys, trust in your core. Trust in all parts of the core. Be aware, obviously, of the shadow, but be, be, trust that core so that you can make the right choice. You have to have the parts of it alive. We'll talk a lot about that in a couple weeks. Number, number three, developing a plan for the new him, for the new man you're becoming. It necessitates the why the change is necessary. If you're going to make a plan towards change, it's, these are your, your action steps. It's going to be about a new you. 
and you're going to have to figure out why are this, this change necessary. Let me give you an example. I'm 58 years of age. I'm about 60 pounds overweight. Uh, it's never good to be overweight, but the older I get, the trickier it becomes. So the necessity of dealing with those issues grows, right? I, I, have to, I have to be aware of that and the changes that need to come. Sometimes, guys, you and I have to understand that where all this works is that there's certain changes that, that you were able to get away with things for whatever reason that you can't now. Maybe you weren't married. Now you are. Maybe you weren't a father. Now you are. Maybe you uh, weren't, were only in high school and now you're in college. Whatever it is, sometimes you have to say, okay, why is this change necessary? What is my core, my God? What, what are the guys around me? Think about this, okay? It, that's step one. Step two in your plan. Looks at the strategies that are needed for change, which have been used by others. Ask other guys, how'd you get there? Um, I tried a physical trainer <laughs> for a while. You know you're having a great life when your physical trainer gives up. He goes, you know what? And I'm not kidding. I was doing all kinds of bizarre things. Changing my diet. I had done everything else. And, and it wasn't whatever it was working. He felt like if he kept me on his roles as training me, I'd be bad advertisement. Right? You've got to find out, guys, what works, and then talk to guys about it, use it, and make a difference. Because if it's not making a difference, then it's not accomplishing the change you want. You want to think in terms of, how do I get myself from here, where I thought it was supposed to be, to over here, where it needs to go? See, change is ahead. And when change is ahead, this is the idea, guys, where we say, all right, I've got to plan this change. I'm going to plan it by saying, what strategy am I going to use? Talk to some guys about it. Talk to some people who've been down this road. It'll help you tremendously to understand what the step is. Look at the next one. Seeks clarity on why the decision for the change is wise. Seeks clarity on why the decision for the change is wise. The change is ahead, right? And the change is ahead. Not all change is good change. So I need to know. You always start with who? God. And you start with those that are closest to you. I check with Lynn, check with the, the seven guys in my life, check with my sons. I start to check around to see if this is the area. My knighthood plan, uh, this is what I ask you to do with yours. I, we, this is what my guys do. In our group, our guys all turn theirs in. So I get, I think I got 650 knighthood plans this year. I get all their knighthood plans. Over the next several months, I'll read them all. I'll read all, all their plans. Nobody else will ever see them, by the way. It's just me. Uh, I don't know how you guys do it, but we always ask you to turn in a knighthood plan. You can do one of two things. You can have your leader read them, or I guess you could destroy them if you want. I would really love to have you sort of held accountable that way. But the other way you do it is you take your knighthood plan, and you walk into your guys, and you give it to them. He said, okay, now you guys keep me on track with this, but also let me know if this is good thinking. Check to see if it's wise. The next one, develop, develops a, tr a transitional plan uh, to guide his actions, a transition plan. So if I'm going to go and get this podium here from here, it won't just get there by itself. And it doesn't just suddenly disappear here and appear there. There are steps. If I were to take this vase and move it from here to here, there's transition necessary from picking it up to taking a step to moving it over. If I need a sword, we're going to need to find the sword, bring it in, set it down, and exit. We have to figure out how to do all of this, guys. You're going to need to have uh, a plan, a plan that will guide your actions so that it's step by step allows you to get there. Look at the next one. 
realizing that second guessing is normal and the potential for difficulties to occur is realistic. Understand, guys, that you're going to second guess this. You're going to get halfway into it. You're going to wonder, and what if I'm not doing this right? You know, what if it, it, this isn't the smartest change I've ever made? I have, um, I'm going to be, I try to be accurate on this number, at least 10 guys that because of their journey to the calling are making career changes. You don't think there's some second guessing in the middle of making career changes? Now, they're being wise. They're not quitting their jobs. They are, they are some of them have done that because they found something else, but, but they're starting to, uh, you know, just sharpen their focus. And so doing it, they might be going to school. They might be taking some courses. Um, they could be investigating some possibilities. But don't you think there's second guessing when you start to step out on that ledge? But this is what you've been doing, and now you're moving to this, moving towards your calling. It's part of your change process. Imagine that the new man, F, uh, as he will be in the future. You imagine who you are. I'll never forget the first time I ever talked to a sports psychologist. My, my sons all played sports. Um, and um, my oldest wrestled for Penn State, and they had a sports psychologist as part of their team. And they would always talk to you about envision, envision what's going to happen, how it's going to feel to win. Uh, envision what it's going to be like when you walk out there. Envision. I used to always laugh at it. I used to think, just go do it. Stop envisioning. Envision hitting the baseball. I, it never got it. I thought psychologists are crazy until I started realizing how incredibly important it is to see us not in the state that we have found ourselves in since the shadow and the instincts have driven us, but what is the state that God has driven us to, the nobility of who we are. Envision that. It'll make a huge, huge difference. And suddenly you'll start making choices, changes that affect people's lives. In the movie Casablanca, uh, Rick is in love with Elsa, as, as I mentioned earlier, and Elsa has shown back up in his life. They've had an encounter where she's come and pleaded for her husband. The story is, is basically this. Elsa and Rick were together. Elsa thought her husband was dead. He was in a concentration camp. They found him to be alive, and so she pulled out of Rick's life, didn't tell him, just disappeared, pulled out of it but always loved Rick. Uh, they, they would have been technically having an affair. They certainly were having a relationship outside of marriage, but, but she didn't know her husband was alive. And, and um, so now she's sort of torn in between loyalty for this great husband, but also this man she loves. So she shows up at Rick's place. He hears that story for the first time. Clearly they're in love and clearly they, they, they desire each other. And so what happens is this. There's needs to get away for her husband to get out of Casablanca for the Germans catch him and put him in a concentration camp. Pick the scene up, and Rick's at the airport. Everything's been set. He's portrayed his good friend and the captain of the guard there in Casablanca to take him to the airport. They're, they're going to use letters of transit that nobody can stop to get them out. Here's what's going to happen. Elsa's going to stay with him. She's gonna, he's going to get her husband to take off in the plane when he says the plan's changed. You and your husband are going to go, and I'm going to stay here. He says, we'll both end up in a concentration camp. He said, she says, well, what about us? He goes, we had last night. We had Paris. Last night, by the way, it was just a kiss. It, it was just they, when they first were together, and he said, we had it. Now, you go be with him. He loves you. And then he talks to her husband, and he says, you know, last night your wife came, and she pleaded, she was willing to do anything to get you out of here. She acted like she loved me, but we know she didn't. She was just acting. 
you two go and get. As they leave and the plane takes off and the scene fades, you realize what a change from Rick. Rick, the selfish guy who was guarding all of his emotions, suddenly had given his emotions back to this woman and then changed for her highest good and the highest good of her husband. There's a heroic moment in that movie. As, as my wife will tell you, it's one of the most romantic mo- moments when this man would sacrifice his love for her, for another woman. What does that mean, guys? It means that we'd be willing to make the changes necessary, plan them deliberately, and accomplish them in a significant way. A couple more things. Roman numeral four. He revamps his personal reward systems by re- uh, remembering that, and here they are. Some of the old rewards that he gave uh, uh, himself must be given up. Some of the old rewards that he gave himself must be given up. So you've got to be willing, guys, to give up some of the things that used to be your reward patterns. Because what, what are you changing from? The wrong behaviors of the past. So you have to stop rewarding yourself. And some of that is in clear immorality, and some of it's just marginal things that you just got to let go of it. In fact, some of it is just not good for you. It might be okay for somebody else, but you have to let go of it. Uh, so, for example, if you really struggle with uh, addiction to alcohol, somebody else might not have to give it up. You'd need to. You know how it works, right? Okay, look at the next one. Some of the old rewards can continue as long as they are less of a priority. Some of the old rewards can continue as long as they are less of a priority. So, guys, there are some legitimate ones. You just have to make sure. You can treat yourself every once in a while. Just don't slide into anything that is immoral. All right, so... When you're moving here, don't just punish yourself. You can only take uh, extreme discipline for so long of your being where you then will ultimately give up and go back. And so many of us do that. You're, the goal is to get the change to accomplish. So work it, work it gently, work it in steps. Look at the next one. Uh, his value must be uh, reflected in the new rewards that are chosen. My value must be reflected in the new rewards. If change is ahead, changes are ahead, guys, then we have to be willing and teach ourselves new value, new rewards that will give us new value. Um, what I was, I'm not anymore. The man I'm going to be next year, hopefully will be better than this man. So find your worth in the nobility of what you're becoming. It goes a long way. Look at the next one. He needs uh, time for the new reward to be as satisfying as the old rewards he's given up. It's going to take time for us to get to the point where the old rewards are as satisfying uh, the new rewards are as satisfying as the old ones. Guys, spend some time getting to reacclimate. Uh, when Lynn climbs 14,000-foot mountains, and I go with her, uh, she tells me that when we fly from East Coast to Colorado and climb the mountains, that we have to acclimate. They say, basically, you should sleep 1,000 feet higher every day than originally. So once you start at 8,000, 9,000 feet, you start going up. If you don't, when you climb to 14,000 feet, your body hasn't acclimated yet. It hasn't gotten used to the, short, the, the lack of oxygen. And, and so some of those things making sleep hard and those kind of things. So you need to learn to acclimate. Give yourself time to grow into the new areas that you've been dealing with. It is important to celebrate change uh, as an achievement. I want you guys to feel the freedom to celebrate change. I want you to know that what you're doing is so noble and so good. Celebrate it. Give, you, give yourself uh, a reward. Whatever that works for you, however that happens, give yourself a reward that is not in any way abusive or taking away from somebody else, but find yourself a reward. For me, one of the things I do is I find time alone with Lynn. 
that's almost always one of the best rewards in my life. Maybe not for her, but it's always a great reward for me. Uh, and that is just that we can spend time walking, talking, sharing, uh, holding each other, just uh, being together. And so when life slows down enough, that's sometimes a reward. Sometimes for me, it's a project. What, what, what I can do just to change something around the house or whatever, just kind of free some things up. So what is it? Find a reward. Look at the next one. Others will see the change and their respect for him will increase. Others are going to see the change that we have and our respect for him will increase. Um, know full well, guys, that the change is ahead. People are going to notice it too. If it's as obvious as losing weight, people notice that. But there's so many other changes. Your attitude, how you handle life. People will begin to notice it. And there's no more rewarding than to realize that people are responding positively to who you're becoming. The last one. God rejoices when a man relies upon his spiritual relationship for practical strength. God rejoices. You want to make God smile? You want to make God smile? Take your knighthood plan. Make clear incremental changes to who you are. Under his strength, under his guidance, under your core's decision-making, make those changes, and you'll find that you'll be a delight to him. Guys, doing a knighthood plan is the most healthy thing you can do right now. Take the things you looked at last week, the courage you had to self-examine, combine now and make changes. Put a plan together, and you'll find that what was over here a year ago will be over here a year from now. Thanks for joining me. See you next week.